Previously on Just Cow in the City. This is how restaurants work. You sit next to other people. Yeah, can I have the man's portion, please? I am so crazy. I'm just going to look like such a dick if I don't just give my credit card now. It's like everything's listed on there, but I'm not. I'm like, what am I going to say? And how am I going to get to the future anyway to get that almanac? I've lost my mind. But it gets worse. My stupidity is the issue, right? I don't know how to shop for a goddamn lamp. Ha-cha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City with me, your host, David Just Cow. It's nice to see everybody on the day after Valentine's Day, February 15, 2022, and two days removed from Super Bowl 56, where unfortunately the Bengals just came up a little bit short. Their luck runneth out with one minute to go. Well, that's the way it all ended last Sunday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the program. I hope everybody's having a lovely month of February, the shortest month of all. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I should always prepare my openings in advance, but I don't. I just go for it. Well, I will tell you this. I am recording this show on Valentine's Day, Monday, where it is a beautiful, lovely day in downtown Manhattan, New York City. However, freezing cold, it's 15, 16 degrees when I went out to get my usual cup of coffee before doing the podcast because I like to talk like a maniac for an hour and 20 minutes, all caffeinated up and ready to go and ready to bring you the most exciting program you've ever heard on a podcast now and forever. I will tell you the weirdest goddamn thing. Let's just let me open with this. You're not going to believe this. As you know, when I'm recording this podcast, I do it in my bedroom. My bedroom overlooks the East River, overlooks this uh, little island right before Queens called Roosevelt Island, where, of course, they built all these buildings, so I can't see my favorite, what is it, with the S, uh, Silver Cup Studio sign, you know, from the movie uh, Highlander, which bothers me every day. It's all right, no big deal. And what's weird is they, they have this right building right in front. I'll take a picture of it one day where I think I'm pretty sure there's a coffee shop downstairs. And I I, I, I want to go to that coffee shop. It's staring in my face every day. But, of course, it's, it's across water. So I'm, I, well, I have to take the tram to get there. It's a whole other story. Anyway, my building seems to, like my bedroom, like it it, it comes out. Like where, where the whole building is, the, the buildings are more inwards that I face. So that's why I have a clear view to the East River, right? So when I look out my window, there's buildings right to the right of me that are still on the same block I'm on, but I can see right into their rooms because they are directly to the right of me, which is why my living room overlooks a brick wall into somebody else's uh, you know apartment complex. Well, just as of a week ago, some dude 
moved in right next door. He's on his computer, I think, doing a competing podcast right outside his window. And we're looking at each other like fucking morons. Now, why couldn't this be an unbelievable girl? It's some dude. And he's now at his computer all the time looking out the window. And we're staring at each other like morons. I mean, what are the odds? I mean, you got to be kidding me. What? What? Oh, we're just, we're, seriously, it feels like we're doing competing podcasts. I don't know what he's doing over there. I've, I, 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 I've waved to him a couple times, but it's awkward. It's really awkward, and um, it's just really funny. I can see, right? Well, the good news is he can't look into me when I don't want to. I can always look into him, and that, of course, is the most important thing. He can't see me, but I can see him. Uh, but that is starting off, I'm just like, wait, you got to be kidding me. I was preparing this down. I'm like, really? I'm going to stare at this guy? I mean, if really, if I move over to the left a tiny bit, my chair over my little desk area, uh, I'll, I'll, I will just be staring at that guy while I'm talking into this microphone. And he'll be like, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, nobody can see me. I mean, maybe they can, I guess, if they had binoculars or, or you know, off these little... Uh, balconies that they have they could totally see me doing all this which i think they have in the past but you know you're just not looking for it but it's like i say those people across the street that use the bathroom all the time i still can't believe they haven't gotten a a curtain or something they really have no idea i can see them making a duty i mean you got to be kidding me or maybe that's what they're looking for i don't maybe that's how they spice up their relationship i have no idea oh and that's far away and i can see it with my naked eye so this guy's right up close and he seems like he's decorated his apartment nicely. See, nobody's lived in there because that apartment complex used to be, I think, uh, a long-term, you know, like kind of hotel, like a long-stay hotel. So I don't know if that guy moved in and he's going to live there for a while or whether it's still, maybe they changed something. Nobody's ever lived there for a long time. You know, it's been, like like I said, like a hotel. But it, it, for, him, it for this guy, it seems like it's decorated. Maybe it's not. I guess we'll see. As the months go by, anyway, uh, I, as you know, I you know usually record on Saturdays. Recording Monday today because I wanted to wait till after the Super Bowl, and let's just get to it. I had a lot of anxiety going to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was like no other for me. I didn't bet a lot of money, which was good because I don't have any money to bet with, which was bad. So I was getting very, uh, I was very very mellow yesterday. I was not in a great mood. People were calling, and I was going through the motions of talking with them, but I was having a lot of anxiety, mostly because now I'm having IRS troubles, which is hilarious. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, it's just, it's really getting on my mind. I'm having multiple panic attacks because the IRS, I'm kind of going through an audit, but it's not an official audit, so it's even better. And they're wondering, you know, like where this money has come from that I gave them because I was trying to work out this deal, and I'm like, oh, that's from my Super Bowl. So I, you know, I don't even mind talking about it because I really don't care. I couldn't care less. Let them do whatever they're going to do. I don't know. I, 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 the fact that they're bothering somebody who hasn't worked in two years is, is just a disaster. I, I'm sure I can figure this out at some point, but it's it's obviously pissing me off and it's making me very uncomfortable. It's like I, I don't need, I, who needs IRS problems when you don't make any money? I mean, it's just so un, it's so ridiculous that uh, I feel like it can all be stopped somehow. But whatever the case may be, I was thinking about that yesterday, and that was 
weighing on me. But the bottom line is we ended up winning one of those Staten Island pools. You know, again, we always do well with this pool. So everything kind of worked out except for Marcy's Bengals not uh, winning. But they did cover the spread. But this time I bet them to win outright. I had full uh, belief that they were going to win and there was no reason to believe well, actually, there was a reason, but they just couldn't get it going. You knew they were just uh, the Rams. They were letting them come back. The Bengals were going nowhere. And you got to be more aggressive and you got to be smarter. You want to win? You got to do stuff to be smarter and you got to go for it all. And I feel like they didn't do that, let alone uh, Joe Burrow got pretty injured. So, But he's still the man. And I feel like uh, they'll work it out sooner or later. But still, you know, if that was the Jets, it would still be exciting that they went to the Super Bowl and. You know, some, once in a while when your franchise sucks, you just have to live for those little moments like, uh, like you know, when the Jets went to the AFC Championship twice when you knew they weren't going to be able to go the whole distance. They just couldn't. I mean, they were playing really with house money just like the Bengals. It all ran out. But uh, it all worked out, and I decided I would just stay in. I was supposed to go out and maybe do something with Alga and Elon, but Elon didn't want to do anything. And then Alga told me on Friday, like, oh, we're not doing that. And I'm like, you know what? I am absolutely good with staying in. I got too much pressure on my mind. I don't know what I'm doing. So you know what? Staying in sounds good. I couldn't stop thinking about I went to the supermarket Sunday morning about just get, making my own nachos. I figured that's what I'm going to do and order a pizza, right? I don't want to cook, cook. So I went to the store and I got chips and I got like that, you know, can of chili and some cheese and some, a can of like diced tomatoes so I didn't have to do any work. And I just plopped it all down. It was goddamn delicious. It was it was the stupidest, most easiest thing to make in the whole wide world. And it was absolutely delicious. And then I uh, had a pizza come like right after that. I think I was finished eating by the second quarter. And I was good because I always do it the wrong way. I always start eating at halftime. And it's just too late. You know, like, let's just get it going. What am I waiting for? And then the problem is uh, the food always comes during halftime like I want to eat the food while I'm watching the game but I don't really want to do that I think I want to do that but I don't there's too much pressure on the game meanwhile you know you want to sit and actually watch the halftime show which I thought was pretty good I thought it was kind of fun uh but we'll talk more about more about that tonight on the Tuesday's playoffs show on YouTube um don't forget to watch that uh this evening we'll tell talk about more of that in our upcoming advertisement so on last Sunday, it was so funny, right? It was the first Sunday since September, what, 8, that there was no football. I slept until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, well, what did I do last Saturday night? I did nothing. What the hell? Did I-, I think I was up all night. You know, I haven't been sleeping. I've been sleeping at like three, four hours a time because when I wake up, I start my mind starts going every place, as you know, from the, uh, you know, trying to get into the future. <laughs> So if your mind is racing on that, it's racing about a whole bunch of other things. So, yeah, I don't really sleep. And then I guess, I don't know, Sunday, I guess I felt relaxed that there was no sports pressure. And I slept until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I I actually got dizzy, so I I thought I had COVID. I'm like, well, where would I have even? Oh, no, wait, I did. Oh, no, right, because I went out on Friday night. Wait, I went out with Friday with that girl, which I had told you. And then, right, I did nothing on Saturday, but then... Then that, okay, so maybe I should, all right, let's go into this then. Let's just go into Saturday where I got to see the great Paul Lauren perform with Alon and his wife and the date of my choice. And I'd been trying to get a date as we played the 
Odd Couple clip. How hard did you try? I tried very hard. Okay. So uh, I asked the girl I went out with last Friday to go, and she was all in, and I was very excited to go with her. I didn't feel like I made a wrong choice. Uh, I felt like I'm going to have the best time with this girl. She's very attractive and she's fun. She likes to drink. She'll and and she, you know, knows how to conduct herself in a in a proper manner. <laughs> hey, that's a thing, man. You know, that's a, if you've ever been out with any uh, girls that uh, don't know how to drink properly or something that then, you know, you know how that can be sometimes. And I've been out with all of them. And uh, so anyway, on Wednesday, she called me and she said she had COVID. I'm like, you, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, you've got to be kidding me because I'm like, wait, I finally found a date that I'm happy with. I I mean, when was the last time I had to look for a date for something, you know, with a ticket, with a ticket that I purchased already to go to a show? You know, I mean, really, it's been years and it brought me back to what was it? 1988? And I finally bought a concert ticket, which I never usually did, to besides Billy Joel, to Prince. And I believe it was the Sign of the Times album. I think it was the Sign of the Times album, the concert at Madison Square Garden. I had a girlfriend. And I bought a ticket with my friend Lawrence and I guess his girlfriend. And I said, yeah, let's go. We'll go. I finally got a girlfriend. We can do this. And she got sick. And she couldn't go. And I remember being so angry because I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I finally have a girlfriend to bring somebody to a concert with and she can't go. And the ticket was just wasted. I couldn't find anybody. She got sick. What are you going to do? I was so angry about that. I think I broke up with her right after that. I was so angry. I mean, what the point? What is the point of having a girlfriend if you can't bring them to places? Right? So I was so angry. Um, I, I really don't remember anything after that. I just remember I, if I if I look up that concert date, I can probably tell you exactly when I broke up with her right after that. I got to look that up later, and I'll figure it out. So I was so angry that this had happened again, and that it just continues to happen when everything's all set. I mean, like what? What do you mean you got COVID? How did you catch COVID? And am I in trouble? She's like, well, that's why I'm telling you because we were together on Friday, she said she definitely caught it the next day. She went out on Saturday, and apparently everybody came back from wherever they were the next two days and felt awful, and most of them had COVID. She says she keeps now on you know uh, Thursday night or Friday night, she said she thought for sure she was positive, but still it came back negative, but all of her friends were positive, so, and now her throat's all scratchy, so she doesn't know what's happening. I mean, thank God she didn't come and she told me and she was honest with me. Um, but, oh, again, then I'm like, now, you know, now what do I do? Who? Now I got to scramble again? This is, it always happens to me. I had like three months, four months to prepare for this. I was so upset about it. And so then Thursday night I went out. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. But it's just like I was, I was a little drunk. And I just started texting Everybody, I just kept going through my phone list. What are you doing Saturday? What are you doing Saturday? It felt like an idiot asking a couple of girls what are they doing Saturday on a Thursday. It's like the rudest thing you could do, let alone Valentine's Saturday day, you know? Then you're kind of an asshole. I guess I finally got to this uh, one girl. (laughs) I feel bad about it. And uh, she said, yes. And the next morning I woke up, I'm like, wait a minute. Who did I text last night? 
And uh, it was my, this girl, Colleen, and she's always been like, when are we going to hang out? When are we going to hang out? Kind of like the um, receptionist that me tooed me. Uh, <laughs> she always wants to come down. She lives up in Yonkers. I knew her from 20 years ago. We used to go out. And uh, now she's like, you know, had kids. She's divorced. And she lives up in Yonkers. She's like, I really want to come to the city. I want to hang out. And we tried to work it out a couple times. And then COVID happened. And it didn't work out. And I'm like, so today's the day. It's perfect. And she goes, I'm, I'm available. And I'm like, great. And then I call, and then I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I don't want to go. I, I, maybe she'll cancel. Like, I'll, I'll give her a call and maybe I'll try and talk her out of it because at this point, I just want to go with my friend Vincent, you know, who's uh, almost in the Warriors. I just want to go with a guy that I'm going to have a good time with that, again, knows how to conduct himself in a proper manner, as uh, Howard Stern's father would say. I, you know, I'm not ready to kind of be on a blind date. I mean, I know I know her and everything, but I haven't seen her. I, and I, I get very, very uptight about people that have taken off their social media presence. I don't trust anybody that, you know, won't show a picture of themselves online. Uh, I get very, very uptight about that. And this is, uh, you know, I, she used to have one and then she took it off. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? What happened that she's offline now? So I was getting very uptight. And then I gave her a call and we had like the best talk and she was really funny and fun. And we just talked about old times and new times and all this stuff. And she goes, yeah, well, I mean, are you planning on, you know, staying out really late? Cause we used to, you know, we used to party heavily together. Uh, me and her and Atel sometimes, and we, we'd party very, very heavily. Uh, so she's like, are we making it a rager? I'm like, honey, we're 75 years old. You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, she's younger, but uh, you know. Uh, and I'm like, no, no. we Because uh, she's like, I have to wake up early. And I have to go to work on Sunday. I have to go to work in the morning early. And I'm like, wait, what? She goes, yeah, I have to work in the morning. I'm like, what What do you mean you have to work in the morning? You have to work in the morning? You got to work on a Sunday morning and you got to work on Super Bowl Sunday morning? Because that's, that's always obsesses me. I'm like, who's working on Super Bowl Sunday? What kind of person would make somebody work on Super Bowl Sunday? She goes, well, I work for the NFL. I'm kidding. That would be hilarious. Um, no, she works at a, a stop and shop. <laughs> like, uh, that's a grocery store here, at least on the East Coast. I don't know, you know if it's around, but it's this grocery store. I'm like, oh, my God, my mother and I love stop and shop because when I go to my mom's or my, where my mom used to live, you know, we used to go to Stop and Shop, and it's and, and it's beautiful in there. I love it in there. It's huge and clean and nice. I love Stop and Shop. When I was a kid, there was a Stop and Shop. It's, it's just, you know, I love Jersey grocery stores because they're so beautiful and huge, and they have all this great stuff. It's exciting. So I'm like, oh, I love Stop and Shop. And, th and this story goes into, like, a, another one. I, I can't. No, I'll, I'll combine it all later. Uh, anyway. Uh, but that, that was hilarious. So it turned out where I was going to take um, my friend Laura, who's an attorney, you know, uh, you know, in here in New York City, uh, young to um, <clears throat> my friend who is a stop and shop, uh, you know, employee, uh, <laughs> like I think she's a grocery bagger. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I have no idea what she does there. I, I hope it's something uh, fun. Uh, I don't know. But um, so, yeah, we. Uh, but it was cool, you know, like, so I'm like, oh, you know what? Now I'm looking forward to this again because it'll be fun to see her and she's cool and, you know, there's really no way to lose. And I'm looking forward to seeing our our good friend Paul Lauren who's been so nice to us on the Billy Joel A to Z podcast and kind of pay back for him, like, writing our theme song and coming on the show twice and, you know, doing that um, amazing uh, Stump Paul thing. 
So payback and going to see him, right? So, you know, so four of us went out. So get this, right? I have so much to tell you. I don't even know if I can do it in all this time, but I think I can. So I go to the city winery. You know me. Now I'm an old man. I get everywhere three hours early. We, the, we, Alan and his wife and I decide to get there at 7 o'clock. I uh, take the scooter. I know I'm going to take the motorcycle at 6 o'clock. It's hard to park over there, so I have to walk a little ways after I park it, but I'm going to start it at 6 o'clock because I don't know how long everything's going to take me. I end up getting like where I got to be around 6.30. I probably walk in there around 6.40. I've never been to the city winery. I go, Let me, I'll sit at the bar and I'll wait for these idiots to come. I go to the bar and I hear my name being called. It's Alan and his wife and they're having dinner there. And I'm furious. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're having a dinner at a table for two. And they're like, oh, why don't you join us? I'm like, what the? What are you doing here? Why didn't you tell me you were going to have dinner? What the hell? He's like, oh, we're celebrating Valentine's. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I don't know. It, it pissed me off so much. I just couldn't understand why they wouldn't. Why not tell me, number one, hey, uh, we're going to have dinner there first. You got to let me know that shit. I don't know why, because I actually thought maybe we would order, you know, some food at the place. Or maybe we go out for dinner after. So I thought this was way uncool of them to do and just have dinner and start pre-gaming, you know, without me. I was really pissed. And I just went to the bar and I'm like, you guys really suck. And I didn't want to ruin the night in typical Just Cow fashion. But I sat at the bar by myself because I knew, because the other thing I know about me is that after one drink, I will settle down. So I just needed to get going. So I ordered a little scotch action and then they came over and had their dessert, you know, at the bar. And I'm like, ah, and we're just sitting there in silence because I tried to explain. I'm like, I don't understand why you guys would. Why wouldn't you tell me about this? Because maybe I didn't know they were going to make it romantic, but I'm like, we could have we could have all eaten together. I could have eaten. I mean, it's it's just kind of rude. I don't know why. You know, we're spending a night out together. Why don't you tell me your plans first? You know what? How do you not do that? Right? Shouldn't there, like somebody just say, "Hey, wh- why don't why don't we all have dinner first, and then I could say, maybe I could say I don't want to spend the money on dinner, or I can just say, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll tell her to come early or something. You know what I'm saying? Give me the option. What the fuck is this? I've never eaten at the city winery before. I'd like to eat there. Uh, it just really, um, it, it was really not cool. Really not cool. Unless you guys think I'm crazy. Uh, listen. I know I'm crazy, but uh, I just think you should let people, you know, they should know better. I show up early. I I don't know whether they thought they were going to get away with it. And I don't even know what that getting away is. They probably didn't. It didn't cross their minds, but why wouldn't it cross their minds? Because the whole time I'm saying, you know, why don't we get together earlier, maybe pregame, but there's nowhere to pregame around there. You know, it's like the, the area where the city winery is sucks because we could have met at another bar beforehand, but not in that neighborhood. So the fact that their plan all along was to go there early and have dinner just really pissed me off. And uh, I don't know whether it bothers you, too. I, I, I assume that there's a 50-50 opinion uh, on everybody listening on whether that's cool to do or rude. And I, I assume people are on the like, like, oh, they were spending Valentine's Day. But, but, but I feel like I, I, I should have been aware of this. I think it's a polite thing to do to let the people you're meeting know what's up. I, I don't know. Just seeing them there eating dinner without me knowing, like seeing them, do, I just felt left out. I got abandonment issues as it is. I don't know how he can't know this already. 
uh, we've been friends for a short period of time, but he knows how I feel about shit. Uh, it really pissed me off. He's, he's just so fucking angry about it. But again, I didn't let it bother. I didn't let it bother the night, if you can believe it. I know I sound really angry now because I'm rethinking it, but I didn't let it bother the night. I had the drink, and then we started getting along, and everything was fine. I had a couple of drinks, and then I was good to go. I was really good to go. And then we went upstairs to the show, and that girl was there, and she she was great. It was great to see her. And we all just sat down, and we were getting excited. And the show was uh, terrific. It was super fun. He came right up on stage. We weren't ready. It just all happened so quickly. And then he just started playing, and he looked good, and his music was good, and he had a band with him, and uh, it, it was super fun. And I was having a really good time. I mean, that's the funny thing. I was having a great time. Isn't that funny? After I just, I'm such a strange person. But again, the drinking is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fun guy. Alcohol is good for me. Gambling is bad for me. Uh, I, it was like the whole thing never happened for everybody. So, you know, but now I'm remembering it. So I'm getting angry again. But then I'm remembering the good times. I was having a good time. His music was great. I really enjoyed it. And then he, um, he did one cover which is one of my favorite songs, um, which I, I couldn't believe he was doing it. And it's this uh, Don Henley song called The Heart of the Matter. And I think Elon put up a, like an Instagram of me singing along with it because it's such a good song. To the heart of the matter But my will gets weak And my thoughts seem to scatter But I'm thinking tonight Forgiveness Forgiveness Even if Even if You don't love me anymore Yes Yes <laughs> Who would sing the heart of the matter on Valentine's Day And put it on Marv Albert Yes <laughs> A person who's insane, a person who's trying to get that uh, back to the future sports almanac uh, because he's planned. Uh, he's got. He's planning on going to the future so he can get that sports almanac that doesn't exist. Cannot fill these empty arms And the work I put between us You know it doesn't keep me warm I'm learning to live without your love But I miss you sometimes I don't know how to You know I know the lyrics The more I know The less I understand Don Henry was the shit back in the early 90s. Forgive 
I'm doing the backups now. Even if you don't love me anymore. Key change. There are people in your life. Oh, I really like this song, and it brought back some. I don't know whether they were good or bad memories, but this this whole album's unbelievable. It's I I don't know whether the album's called The End of the Innocence. It's not the uh, the one with uh, Boys of Summer or anything, but I remember when it came out, it was huge. It's got The End of the Innocence, uh, The Last Worthless Evening, which is amazing, New York Minute, uh, and then uh, you know of course, uh, and, and this song, The Heart of the Matter, and it. What it reminds me of, I think, yeah, I think the album is called The End of the Innocent. So it's a huge hit for him after, you know, an album before that, too. And we always talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, when somebody has a monster album, can you follow it up? But the the thing, what I guess it reminds me of, it's so funny, is me and Atel and Sarah Silverman went down to Atlantic City. I don't remember why. Maybe Atel was performing and we all went down. And we all spent uh, time together. We slept in the same hotel. We were having a really good time. We were on the beach. The three of us. It was really kind of fun. And then Attell had an interview with uh, like a TV station down there. And it was this guy, Pinky. I'll never forget. Some guy named Pinky. And we went to the bar to watch him tape the TV show in the daytime. Or a radio show. And he goes, Pinky... Let's get down to the heart of the matter. And he was referencing this song because it was such a big song. And that guy, Pinky, who runs a radio show because Attell was trying to be current, had no idea what the hell he was talking about. Pinky, it's time to get down to the heart of the matter. And that's what I always remember about this song. And maybe in that sense, it, I don't know whether they were good or bad memories. I can't tell. I, I, I've never been really happy. So nothing really brings back good memories for me musical-wise. Um, like I'm always in a bad place. But because Attell was so funny in that day, it does remind me of that day. So it's just so long ago and such a such a long ago memory. But that song was really good and I really enjoyed it. And as maybe as sad as it is, most of Don Henley's songs are pretty sad. It's good. His voice is amazing. And um, I don't know. I love it. I love it. And I love that Paul Lauren covered it. And I was, you know, the perfect amount of uh, drunk and having a good time. And Paul kept mentioning, <laughs> he was so funny, kept mentioning me from this. I didn't know he saw us. And uh, he goes, this next one's country and Western. And he goes, and I start getting up. And he goes, sit down, Just Gowan. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he knows, I don't know how he knows I hate country and Western. I, I must have mentioned on a podcast or something. Uh, and of course, as you know, most of the times I like, well, we like both kinds, country and Western. Well, now, what can I get you boys? You thirsty, you hungry, or you just driving through? Maybe like a beer or something a little harder? Hey, you know, we happen to make the state's best pepper steak. No, thank you, ma'am. We may be sucking back a few beers a little later on. We'll be here all night. You see, we're the band. You are? Oh, gee, that's nice. Hey, Bob, this is the band. All right. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Uh, right out of the Blues Brothers. But um, <laughs> can you do Rawhide? Anyway, it was so funny because he knew me so well already. <laughs> I was getting up. Uh, I was getting. I was pretending to get up to leave, but I did uh, actually raise out of my chair. But it was really fun, and we had a really good time. And then we went back downstairs to have another couple of drinks and wait for him to say hello. Elon bought his album. 
which I said was surprising because he's so cheap. Because uh, then when the bill came, the wait you know, I hate this. The waiter comes to the girl I'm with, right? And he's talking to her. And I'm not paying attention because I think the guy's singing it. I think Paul's singing his last song. And I'm not paying attention. I'm like, what's going on? Why was that guy talking to you for so long? She, he goes, he was asking me if there's any problems with the bill. And I'm like, why is he talking to you? And again, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is he talking to her for? I'm the man at this table. I know. Isn't that messed up? It's just like last time where it was supposed to be the opposite way. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm paying. So what the hell are you talking to her for? And um, and then fortunately, Alon actually did look at the bill because he got it wrong. Because she didn't know. She wasn't paying attention. Why, why are you talking to her? I, I don't know. It was really weird. So Alon saw it and the guy messed up something. So, you know, he had to bring back another bill. If he knew so much that he had messed up, I don't understand. I don't even understand how that... <laughs> He obviously knew he messed up something. He kept taking her to take a look at it. I mean, it seems to me that you're like, you already know you messed up. Just change the bill already. But uh, Elon's, oh, he's got it down all right. He's like, well, we didn't have that much. And I'm like, oh, this guy, unbelievable. Whatever, whatever. But then he bought one of Paul's albums, which was really nice. And he had him autograph it, which uh, I told Paul, you know, you shouldn't make a black album because then it's hard to autograph with your pen, you know? But uh, he he autographed the inside cover, and it was really cool. And we took a couple of photos with him. And that place is great, City Winery. Really terrific place, not just to see uh, music, but to hang around. It was nice and cozy in there, even though you would think it would be really cold because once you get outside, it's freezing because there's so much wind. You're right on the Hudson River. I mean, directly on the Hudson River. No cars would come there. The Uber was so expensive for... Uh, uh, my friend Colleen and for and and you know Alon and his he's like no we're not taking an Uber we're walking down into the city like I I don't even know why his wife stays with him at this point he's so he's just like no it's too expensive <laughs> like I don't know what his problem is what happened to Valentine's Day uh, so uh, my friend Colleen just like we would if, probably if we were by somewhere else we would have gone to another place. And I think she wanted to go out some more, but I'm like, nah, it's, uh, I don't know where we'd go. It's like three avenues away is the first place, and I can't think of anything. So, you know, we just called it. It was like 1130 or something. I'm, I mean, I was good with that. I think I had had enough to drink, and I was done. I think that I even switched to wine. I switched to something, maybe beer. I don't remember what it was, but I was done. I walked Alon and, uh, and, and his wife back over towards civilization uh, until they could catch a cab. It was so funny. His wife just puts up with that. I guess she's used to it. And then I decided to walk down 14th Street. Yeah, we walked down 14th Street. I guess that's where he thought he'd catch a cab. I just walked with those guys until they caught a cab. And then I'm like, because I figured I was going to walk home, you know, listen to something. And and I walked all the way down to 14th and I walked to First Avenue and got like the halal guys because I hadn't eaten anything. I got the the chicken and rice, and I'm like, now I got to take a cab. I'm not. It's too cold. It became really cold, and I, I think I had had it. You know, I don't know. You know, and you know me, I'm up for a good walk. Maybe I'm not wearing the right shoes. I was wearing those boots, so I I don't know. I didn't mind taking a cab from there, from 14th and First, especially when I had the food in my hand. I I could have taken the bike, and it just wasn't working. It was just too cold, and I wasn't in the mood anymore. And I really just wanted to get home, and I was excited about being home. So. I did that, and it was very pleasant. But, uh, yeah, I'm really uh, bashing Alon on here because it really pisses me off, and um, I, I don't know. I mean, I love the guy forever, and uh, he was invited me over his house for Sunday, for Super Bowl Sunday, but I just didn't feel like going all the way down there, and I, I didn't mind being by myself. In fact, on Sunday, 
after I, you know, put in whatever bets I was going to put in, I didn't even bet the game. Really, I was betting like, you know, those anytime touchdown scores because that was like better. Oh, and they were right there to it. You know, you're betting like there's going to be a bunch of touchdowns and there just weren't, unfortunately. So, you know, you, you, you don't do it. But it's so much better than betting a team because, you know, those games are so focacta. So it was much more fun this way. And it was fun. But I was so uptight about the Super Bowl. I didn't want to see any coverage or anything. So I just ended up watching a marathon of Full House on like MeTV all day until six o'clock. It, it, it was like um, the Seinfeld episode where he didn't want to masturbate. So he's watching Tiny Toons. That's exactly what I was doing. I keep my mind off the Super Bowl. I'm just going to sit there and watch old episodes of Full House, which, of course, you know, are only a tiny bit bothersome because of uh, Bob Saget. But I try. But that Bob Saget looks a lot different than the Bob Saget that I know. So I never picture knowing him when I'm watching Full House so I can take my mind out of it. Otherwise, it would be, you know, I'm sure maybe for Jeff it's sad, but I don't even know. You know, he didn't know Bob Saget back then. That's a completely different Bob Saget. And it's not the Bob Saget that I know. And of course, now we all know how he actually died. And again, I wasn't sure whether it was uh, uh, newsworthy. Jeff had told me, but then, um, you know, now it's been out that he died. Maybe I talked about it last week. I can't remember. Died the exact same way Trish did. You know, uh, the girl I asked to marry me. Uh, hit his head somewhere along the way, thought he was okay, went to sleep. First thing they ever tell you, I mean, I don't know, you know, maybe he was just out of it. He's, you know, that happens. You wake up in the middle of the night, you, you fall, and you're just, I'm like, I'll go to the hospital tomorrow, and you just end up falling asleep. I mean, it's nobody's fault, but I mean, geez, the first thing they tell you, hit your head, you're in a car crash, even if you feel like you're okay, go to the hospital, check it out. Don't fall asleep, whatever you do. Everyone knows that, but who knows, so... Too bad, but at least it wasn't just, you know, it's worse. And if it just comes suddenly, at least there's a, a reason and some people need that to uh, move on. I'm sure his family might feel better about that. I don't know. You know, you're just always looking for answers. So Just Gow in the City will return after these messages. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Juskow from Juskow in the City. Coming up this week on the Comedy Cellar Playoff Show, which I don't know why I still call that, we have our big Super Bowl wrap-up, our season-ending wrap-up, and then we'll see where we go from there on the Billy Joel A to Z podcast. We have our M's wrap-up. Really, nothing to look forward to there. But after that, on Thursday, New York State of Mind. And, of course, you are in town Friday. Come see me and Alon Altman at etc. on 44th Street and 9th Avenue. The next stop is 72nd Street. You know, on uh, last Monday, you know how I like going out Monday for dinner, um, even though it's not, uh, you know, chicken football season or anything. My friend Alina, she's so nice. She, oh, and I was so mean to her yesterday. She called and she goes, oh, I, I bet on the under. And I'm like, shut up. Why are you calling me and telling me you're rooting against me? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Of course she didn't know. It's not her fault. I'm a, I I just, I shouldn't have picked up the phone before the Super Bowl. That's that. That's the issue, right? I don't even, this is why I didn't go over to my friend Lee's house. That guy, John, who's been on the podcast, um, you know, years ago, the guy always wins the Super Bowl box. Of course, I guess I do too now, but that's, I don't know why it just always annoys the hell out of me. So I guess I would have been that guy this time, but um, uh, whatever. Anyway, she was so nice. She's like, well, you should come over for dinner one time. I'm like, how about tomorrow? <laughs> we were talking last night. She goes, okay. I'm like, what do you want me to make? Lasagna. I was like right there. And I was just like, okay. She apparently likes when people come over her house, sit at the table and watch her cook and talk to her while she's cooking. I'm like, you know what? 
I have no issues with that. That sounds like what I like to do, which is watch people cook and then eat what they cooked. And it was perfect. They have a nice little kitchen. I took a picture of it for the bonus material. Of course, we'll show that next week. I took a bunch of pictures of all this stuff, uh, the Paul Lorem, the city winery, a whole bunch of stuff of everything I did this week. I'm remembering now to take photos. So the bonus material for the Maggie Level subscribers you will enjoy next week. I'll show you all this stuff. So you'll have a, a visual uh, thing of the thing. That, now, they live on the Upper West Side, so I took the motorcycle there. It was freezing again, but, um, you know, going through Central Park on the motors, that's the one thing I miss. It's like I, I got to go one of those GoPros so you can see the uh, the travel through the bike and, you know, cutting across all these cars and stuff. It's very exciting and very dangerous, but, of course, therein lies the fun. Uh, so, yeah, she actually made goddamn uh lasagna for me right in front of me i don't know i was like i don't know how you talk and cook at the same time i have all my concentration goes into the cooking i can't talk on the phone and cook at the same time unless i'm chopping something that's about it i cannot concentrate and she made it and she did it so good and it's so quickly i don't know how you make a lasagna that quickly it maybe it took her 45 minutes it takes me three hours and maybe more to concentrate on putting all that together. I cannot multitask, but she was great. She also put some caviar on some bread, a little appetite. Oh, that's what it, what it was. She pulled this thing like, oh, I have some, oh, she called it something. Pork, not pork chops, pork cuts or pork cutlets. Oh man, she had the word and I meant to call her and ask her about it. She had pork cups she was going to fry up as an appetizer just right out of Goodfellas. It was unbelievable. She was she, that was the appetizer besides the lasagna. Can you imagine having something else? She's like, yeah, I got a couple of pork cuts. I'm going to fry up as an appetizer. It was right out of the goddamn scene. I was so happy about it. See, I was cooking dinner that night. I had to start braising the beef, pork butt, and veal shanks for the tomato sauce. It was Michael's favorite. I was making ziti with the meat gravy, and I'm planning to roast some peppers over the flames, and I was going to put on some string beans with some olive oil and garlic, and I had some beautiful cutlets that were cut just right that I was going to fry up before dinner just as an appetizer. All right, so I was home for about an hour. Now, my plan was to start the dinner early so Karen and I could unload the guns that Jimmy didn't want and then get the package for Lois to take to Atlanta for her trip later that Who's night. Who's been their initials in the tomato? No, I kept looking out the window and I saw that the helicopter was gone. Michael, keep an eye on the saucer, right? Stay here with your Uncle Michael, all right? I'll see you later. So I asked my brother Michael to watch the sauce and Karen and I started out. So while the lasagna was cooking, she was making those pork cuts, whatever they were. They were delicious. Absolutely Delicious. It was really fun. Her daughter is so cute. She's so smart. She was, um, she's learning Italian, and she kicked us out of the kitchen for a while, which I was like really annoyed by. I'm like, what the hell? She's like, no, I got to do my assignment. But her assignment was to videotape the kitchen and talk Italian and speak Italian of what everything was. And then when we saw the video, it's like, oh, that's pretty. Well, it's a pretty cool kid. Like she kicked us out of the kitchen to do her homework. And it's, a, it's she's so smart, you know. <laughs> what is she like? Fifteen? I don't know. Oh yeah, right. I think she must be fourteen or fifteen because I wanted her to have a quinceanera because she never got to have her bat mitzvah. And I, I told her I would wear the the color for outfit for her if she wanted it because they, you know I felt she had a COVID bat mitzvah so she didn't have one, and I felt she missed out. So I would do that for her if uh, if she wanted me to. It seemed like a nice gesture. But they're so nice that that family. She's like, the food was unbelievable. We had a bottle of wine. It's I love eating in somebody's kitchen, you know, and it was 
it was really great. It was a great time. It was really easy. And then um, I think then I walked home, my favorite walk from the Upper West Side around the park. You know, I don't go in the park during uh, when it's dark, and but go around 59th Street all the way back home. It's um, one of my favorite walks, you know, listening to the radio or, you know, a podcast or or music or something. It's um, it's it's such a terrific walk, even if it's cold. I don't mind. I I like it a lot. But oh, yeah. Right. And it was home. It, right. It started to rain. Right. Right. That's that's what happened on Monday. I woke up great. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. I was in a good mood for some reason, which is odd because you'd think I guess Mondays I've been waking up where I'm like, all right, this week I'm getting it going. I'm getting it going, but then, you know, it all falls apart later. So I had to drive. I don't know if you saw the Tuesday show on Tuesday, but I had my friend Memo. I had to give him this puppet that I have, which is a football called Lacey. So I had to bring it to him, but it was raining all day, like a cold, awful rain, but I still took the bike. I I just refused to take the goddamn subway. I don't know because it's gross. It's stupid. And I don't have a Metro card anymore. So I got to get over that, but I got to wait till at least March 9th to make it the full two years, right? At this point, I can't break it. So, um, you know, I took the thing over the bridge. Oh, and I think, oh, right, I haven't got it. So when I came back over the bridge in the rain, I took video uh, of the bridge, which I'll show you on the uh, the bonus uh, stuff. I took video of how tiny the lanes are and everything. So I, I remembered all, finally. So anyway, I took the motorcycle. It's raining the whole time. I get off. I I bring him the the puppet, and then I go back, and that's when I and I was just full of rain the entire day. It was just soaking wet, and then I went to Alina's. I was soaking wet. It was just I was just driving my motorcycle in the rain all day. It was getting really frustrating. I'm like, oh, it just sucks. You know, it's like the cold is okay, but the rain it just blows, and you know you got to keep your eyes open. I'm I can't put the I'm wearing my mask. I cannot put the visor down, so I just have to keep my eyeballs open, and the rain's going right into my eyes. It's really awful, and I know it's not going to end well that way, but again, exciting. (laughs) I don't know why. It's so stupid, but uh, I did take a, a picture of it, and I'm thrilled that I did take a picture. The next stop is Times Square, 42nd Street. So on Thursday, my friend John Vitti from the Boston Globe, who's been on this show multiple times, came down because he wanted to check out, which again, I have pictures of. It's amazing. The New York Times building, the beautiful new New York Times building right by right outside the Port Authority in the worst neighborhood, has this beautiful theater space, which he wants to rent out and do a comedy show as a fundraiser for this organization that he runs, which is kids going into journalism. And he says he has a whole bunch of New Yorkers. I'm like, listen, I can't fill the place, but I, you know, I'll, I'll book it for you and everything. You know, it'd be great. So he wanted to come down, see the room, meet the lady. And so we had a plan to do that. He's going to take the Amtrak train down. He said it was dirt cheap. It was like 50 bucks round trip. Take the train from Boston, New York. He'd be here at 3 o'clock. We have the meeting at 345. And then he has until 8 o'clock when his train goes back home. He loves doing that. He doesn't have any problem. And we're going to, you know, go out and have a din- nice dinner. So I was a little nervous because, you know, obviously I want to go to Wolfgang's because it's right in the New York Times building, but I don't think either of us could afford that. So I called my friend Lee and I said, where should we go around there? And I thought of this place, etc. this place on 44th and 9th called etc. It's so weird. It's by the old improv. And Alan and I are performing there. Actually, Alan's headlining 
this Friday coming up and etc. You can come if you want to. It's on the second floor of this place where I know the owners. And it was so weird because I was planning on doing a show up there before COVID. I was going to take that space because I know the owner. So then I'm like, oh, well, let's meet there and I'll bring my friend Lee and Alan because I went, we all went to college together. And, and they know the owners. So it's like perfect. But Alan won't come out. He's I don't know what his story is with COVID and everything. Even though I have pictures of them from last week or two weeks ago at the UFC, which I think I showed you guys. At the bonus thing where uh, I think, yeah, Lee and Allen were there, right? So I invited those guys. And then he's like, well, you guys can go. And, you know, you can, you know, we can talk to Danielle or whatever. And then we could also go to this trip house because we know the general manager there. Her name is Courtney. So we could get these. These are all really expensive places. And I was just like, you know, even with a disc, if they give us a free appetizer or a free drink, it's still going to be really pricey. And I'm, obviously I'm not in a place where I can spend a lot. And even if... Uh, John maybe was thinking of paying. It's still, it's a lot to ask. He's, you know, he's basically a school teacher, even though he does, he works like two jobs. You know, we're still looking and I'm like, I don't know where to go. Maybe we should just go to the chicken wing place. That would be perfect. But I think he wants to sit down and have a meal. So I was like, you know what? Let's go to Molly's. Let's go to Molly's on 22nd and 3rd because that's just an Irish bar. I know he's going to love it. I know he's going to love it and it'll be perfect. And it's plenty of time. So I said, let's just do that because we had, you know, all these discounts, but they weren't discounts. And that's why I was telling my mother yesterday. I said, um, I'm like talking to that girl that I took to see Paul Lauren. I said, yeah, she works at the stop and shop. I told her we'd go up there. I know somebody like, like I know all these people that can get at discounts. And I'm like, yeah, I know the girl at the stop and shop. Well, what's the big deal? We'll travel an hour and a half out of our way. Maybe she might be able to get us in the front of the line. She might be able to get us a discount on a tomato. So I'm so into like, where can I get a deal from somebody? Because, you know, I'm trying not to spend so much money. Yeah, now we can go to that other stop and shop in Yonkers, Rhoda. <laughs> My mother was laughing so hard. That never happens. But it was really funny. I'm like, uh, oh, and the other place was Cafe Del Artiste, which is another place. But all these places are really expensive. It's great to know the GMs, but you're never going to get anything for free. I mean... Oh, who am I kidding? That's what I was looking for, all right? I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking for, I was looking for free because, well, you know, you know what's going on. So it's, uh, but I, I don't want to be a dick about it. It's just like, well, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to ask for that kind of stuff. But meanwhile, he said, why don't you come to UFC? Cause we can eat, drink for free there. But he, he doesn't want to go out to Queens. He doesn't understand. And I totally get that. So I said, we'll go to Molly's. And we walked from Times Square from 42nd Street and the Port Authority all the way to the east side on 22nd Street. And we were walking a long time. He was getting nervous because, uh, you know, he was getting away from Penn Station where he had to be. And I'm like, don't worry about it. This, We're walking this way because we have plenty of time. But when we go back, we're closer to Penn Station than you think. So don't panic. And we were walking around and we we're having a good time. It was a beautiful day, actually. It was about 50 degrees. So it was a great time to walk around the city. We we're having a good time. And then we went to Molly's and it was, you know, early, maybe 530 and, uh, you know, there's only have a couple of seats. It's great. And the, you know, I love it there, man. They they can make the black and tan because they got the only bass beer left in town, which is what you make it with. So I had three of those. It was fantastic. And their food is phenomenal. We were thrilled. Again, plenty of photos. Uh, I got the bangers and mash. Oh, my God. That was delicious. The mashed potatoes, the caramelized onions. The only thing would have been better, little baked beans with gravy. And oh, my God. He had the shepherd's pie. We had um, uh, uh, baked potato skins uh, with bacon and cheese as an appetizer. Fried up a little uh, field. I had a field shop as an appetizer. 
oh my God, it was great, and beers, and he was thrilled, and I was thrilled, and it was the perfect place to go, but unfortunately, these are COVID times, and the bill came for two of us at an Irish bar to $140 fucking dollars. Now, that's still cheaper than what we would have paid anywhere, but I was expecting it would be $100 for the both of us, you know, but everything is so pricey right now. It's just so horrible. There's, I mean, I know we live in New York City. I get that. I get it. But like I said, the diner, or maybe I didn't tell you, I think I said it on the Tuesday show last week, the diner that Nick Griffin and I go to every Tuesday, $70 for breakfast last week, $70 because I got an orange juice, $70 at a diner is not cool. And that's not even New York City typical. Come on, man. 70 bucks. A diner should be at the most $50 for two people, I guess, or less. I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe 50 or 20, but no, it should be less. A diner, diner food, a cup of coffee and some eggs. And it's not just that diner. It's all the diners. They're all the same. It's really bad. Everything is going up. You guys know this too. It's happening everywhere. It's not just New York City. It's really... Uh, it's a bad time not to be working. How about that? Everything going up in price. And can you blame anybody? These, I mean, you know, Molly's is legendary, and I don't think they had a problem during. You know, they obviously everybody had problems, but um, you know, they were they they were going to stay open. There was no way they were going to because they they would have a, a campaign from people in the neighborhood even complaining. Oh, by the way, there was this girl at the bar, and we uh, annoyed her for a while. She was at the bar. We were sitting at a table, but we called her over after because she was there by herself. She was really pretty, and she was reading. So we were just dying to know what she was do, reading and, and doing because, you know, you just don't see that anymore. Really pretty girls just reading at a bar. And she, oh, that's why it was funny. She was really pretty, and she was eating what just looked like all this fried food. We, we, we don't, what, what do we think it was? Maybe fish and chips? It was a huge plate of fried food, and you just usually don't see a, a young pretty girl eating a huge plate of fried food. They're usually eating salads, but this girl gets it. She was reading, and the John turns around. He's like, "What are you reading?" Well, he made the uh, the gesture of opening a book, but uh, you know, then I was like, "It looks like we're like, yeah, your boobs are huge." Uh, you know, if you're not uh, seeing it the right way, and she told us she, she's like, "Oh, you wouldn't know what it was. It's a romance novel." And we're like, "Well, try us," you know, uh, whatever. So we talked to her for a little bit. It was really fun because. And we told her, we're like, we're just fascinated because nobody reads at the bar. Usually a girl like that will be on her phone, like looking at the phone. I love, but this is the kind of bar it is. You can do that. Just come there and, and hang out and have a glass of wine or beer. It's um, a great bar. If you're ever in the city, you got to check it out. Gabriel, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it might be, a, you know, it's a place you'll like because Gabriel gets a Gabriel from Canada. When he comes down, city, he, this guy checks out places. It's funny. He he gets it. He goes to all the places that uh, not just I recommend, obviously, but uh, you know he likes to he likes to do stuff. He's the opposite of me, who just likes to stay in my hotel room and watch cable. <laughs> he likes to live life, my friend. Am I right? I think I am. Oh, and he came up with the movie that I was talking about the other day, which was Paris Can Wait. Was talking about that cheese platter. Thank you for that too. Paris Can Wait with Diane Lane. And uh, Alec Baldwin in a small part, but that uh, whoever that French guy is, you'll see what I'm. If you ever watch that movie, and it's really not worth watching, but you see that cheese platter, and you thought what I was expecting to have come out, <laughs> you'll know the different why I wanted the cheese platter, which I thought was going to be the end all. 
So then on Friday, I woke up and I don't know, I was I was crying. I know, I'm losing my mind. And I was in tears. I don't know why. Maybe the weather was bad. Maybe the sun wasn't shining or something. I don't know. I I was just like I'm, I'm I I don't know, you know, it's just like I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to goddamn make it. And then I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to just I'm going to get a I I have a show tonight and I'm just not feeling I I don't I'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. I'll get coffee. And there's something about that Dunkin' Donuts coffee it wires me up and then I'm like, you know what? I think I can work this out. It's fascinating. You just got to get your day going. You know, I think if I, I don't know, when I make the coffee at home, it doesn't work. I think it's the act of going out and getting it and and getting dressed and interacting or maybe even taking a shower beforehand or something where, you know, you feel you can make it. I mean, if you just sit around and, and don't do anything, you get depressed and it's difficult. So it's so weird. The Dunkin' Donuts, even though I don't want to spend money on coffee, it is helpful it propels me into this other state where you know i can make calls i'm like all right let's get on the computer let's look for a job what can i tell you i don't know whatever works right i don't know what happened i don't know why that happened i i something must have happened in my head where i was just uh, getting upset and i went to the dry cleaners and i i was cleaning my apartment i'm like no let's clean it up and uh, I was clean because I, you know, I have everything in like kind of shambles and I'm putting it together. And that new lamp came, the, the new light, I finally got a good one. And, uh, you know, I needed one really badly and it's nice and bright. So then all of a sudden I was feeling good again. The coffee really helped. I went to the dry cleaner, I was talking to the dry cleaning guy for a while. We were talking about everything. It was fun. And like I said, interacting with people is extremely helpful. And then, of course, the IRS lady called and it ruined the rest of my night. But uh, I didn't let it. But then the best part is, so that like ruined my day. She's like, well, we need to know what this deposit was and this deposit. I'm like, you got to be kidding. And then I had to come into my room and practice comedy, which is hilarious. I was so distraught and so like, oh, my God, this is after the coffee and the happiness. And I'm like, I'm back. And then I'm like, oh, God, I'm down again. Uh, But then you have to practice. I had to practice my act. So this girl, Elise, Delucci, <laughs> and her she sounds exactly like her name is. She asked me if I wanted to do a gig. She goes, "Hey, can you do my show on Friday? It's at this bar, which I took a picture of called Slatteries because I walked by it on Thursday. And again, have photos for uh, Patreon." She uh, asked me if I wanted to do it. I'm like, "Oh, yeah. You know what? That'd be great. I haven't performed it too much." She's like, "I can't believe you're not performing. You're great." And I'm like, "Well, thank you. That's very kind of you." So I went to this bar and I was really nervous about going out and performing again, but all goes on the show too. So we were excited to see each other. It was nice to meet everybody and I was in an okay mood and I didn't know what I was going to do. I practiced a little bit, but I wasn't really sure. And I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. But it went great. I was like the kind of the, you know, Olga was on the, the headliner in a way. And I was just before her and, you know, her and I did the best. And that was at the end of the show and people are already tired. just at a bar, but it went after not doing it for two months. I was surprised. It went as good as it did at Caroline's, and I was glad I was able to do two good shows in a row. I maybe I'm changing things around. I don't know. I'm going a different direction, kind of talking more the way I talk in the podcast, and I was feeling really good about myself. And I was talking to these younger comics, and they were like, uh, "You know, that was great," and you know, they're asking me questions and stuff, which was really fun. And we were at the bar again. And of course, I'm buying people drinks because. You know, I lose my, I mean, I I think I got $10 for doing the show, but I think I spent 50 So it's just, I always lose money uh, when I perform, which is half the reason I wasn't performing anymore, but I can't help myself. It's fun after performing and hanging out and having a couple of drinks and talking to people 
And Olga and I stayed there until three in the morning, I think. We went finally went downstairs, and then, you know, she kind of got loud and mean, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's what she does. And she had a friend, one of her high school friends around, so we were hanging out with her. And we, I mean, it was a really good time, and I did good, and I told the girl the next day it was good, and she goes out with this guy who runs the Gotham Comedy Club. She goes, he told me to have you call him. He wants to give you spots. I'm like, he does? I don't think he's ever, I mean, we've known each other for years, and he likes me, but I don't think he ever liked me that way as a comic. But he's like, no, he, he, I think he wants to hook you up. And I'm like, that all from her recommendation, thank goodness, which is really good. And uh, so I'm kind of excited. But then I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, it's so funny hearing him. It's like, I, I could be a good comic. This is so sad of what's happening kind of internally and financially and trying to get a regular job again when when it's it's just too bad I can't work it out the other way because it's you know it works and then you know when I get those calls from my friends that you know I have to open for them at these amazing places and stuff and I just can't seem to put it together but all it really takes is performing it you know a, a standard performing schedule like and not every day for me but once a week somewhere that I'm happy and I just haven't been happy performing at any of the clubs but maybe Gotham is the way to go you know I'm kind of down in the cellar in the sense of what's going on there and stuff I mean I still always love the cellar and I love doing the show the Tuesday show out of the cellar but maybe Gotham is another place I can get kind of my footing together again where I can feel comfortable and get some spots and I feel good about doing it somewhere else. I think I'm going to try stand-up New York, too, which I've always hated for a long time, but now i got some friends who work up there. I, I don't know. i got to try different places because I'm just not happy with the ones I was at, and unfortunately for me, I just need to be in good places with good people, and then I do well if I'm in a good mood. If I'm in a bad mood, uh, it's really or I'm not happy or I feel kind of slighted, then it just doesn't work for me. i got to... I like being surrounded by people I like and friendly faces. I mean, who doesn't, right? I mean, that's the thing. Who doesn't? But I don't know. It's important for me. But I don't. I was just happy to set. I got this one on Friday coming up, and then I think I do her again. So three Fridays in a row. That's perfect for me. Fridays are great. That's that's great for me. I like performing on Fridays and staying on on Saturdays. You know how angry I was. I had to go out this Saturday. Are you kidding me? It ruined my whole schedule. It ruined my whole, but that ruins all my arrangements. He can't do that. That ruins all my arrangements. I can't go too, Sally. Sal, Tom, the boss says we're coming in a separate car. He says for you two to go on ahead. Hell, he can't do that. It screws up all my arrangements. Well, that's what he said. I can't go either, Sal. Tell Mike it was only business. I always liked him. He understands that. Excuse me, Sal. Huh? Tom, can you get me off the hook? For old time's sake. Can't do it, Sally. Tom, let Mike know. I always liked him. It was only business. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the end of the night, I walked home. And again, I was starving because I, I, I can't eat before a show, so I didn't have a meal or anything. So I was like, I'll get a sandwich, even though it was very late. And I went to that deli that I was telling you about a long time ago in October where I found, like, right on First Avenue, and they still make sandwiches at, like, 4 in the morning. I tried to take a picture of the inside, but it came out blurry. But I took a picture of the area because it's so dead. It's, like, right outside the UN. Uh, and the sandwich was delicious. I think it was called the Hulk. Again, I'll show you a picture next week. And then, of course, I'll have so much pictures. The bonus content is going to be, like, 30 minutes. It's going to be, like, its own show. 
of the Patreon Maggie level subscribers get a bonus content because I mean, I mean, thank God I finally had something to offer. It makes me feel good. I don't feel like I'm cheating anybody. It's fantastic. This is much better. Oh, you left out a bunch of stuff. Finally, I want to tell you about Ivan Reitman, which I just woke up this morning and found out. We just have to say a couple things. Ivan Reitman passed away. Ivan Reitman, who is just so funny, he's been in my life in this way because my mother's maiden name is Reitman, and we think he's probably related because, unfortunately, I do look a little like him. He's very unattractive. <laughs> so we think we might be somehow related, um, unless his name is something different and he changed it. But yeah, I'm uh, my, you know, my uncle who, um, you know, told us we're not, uh, you know, we're not part of the will that, you know, lives in that horrible Kentucky. Uh, his last name was Reitman. So we are related to the Reitmans, but we, who knows if Ivan Reitman is. Uh, uh, the guy, but he's dead. And the thing is, of course, he's known for Ghostbusters, which is great. But he's also known for just making Bill Murray uh, a movie star. And we forget we—I mean, we were just playing clips from this. What a month ago, Tops from Meatballs, the first Ivan Reitman movie I ever saw, the first Bill Murray Ivan Reitman collaboration from 1979. These children are going to the most glamorous of all summer camps, Camp Mohawk. There's a two-year waiting list, and every child has to be voted in. On top of all that, it costs $1,000 a week to go to Camp Mohawk. The question is, is it worth $1,000 a week? It sure is. It's the best darn camp there is. Well, are you connected with Camp Mohawk? Well, I think so. I'm the program director, Jerry Aldini. Well, how do you justify $1,000 a week? Well, we have some special programs. Uh, we're doing Shakespeare in the Round again this year, of course. Uh, our political roundtable, Henry Kissinger, will appear. Yasser Arafat is going to come out, spend a weekend with the kids, just rap with them. That's amazing. And the kids wanted animals, so this year each camper will stalk and kill his own bear in our private wildlife preserve. Are you sure the children can, uh, can hack that? We'll see. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. That's incredible. What do you expect for $1,000 a week? Hey, you have a good summer, too, huh? Man, that, I mean, that's just the opening scene for Meatballs, and, of course, that was... Um in like the trailer for the movie, I think I remember. And I, I think I saw the movie twice in the movie theater. It was perfect. I loved Bill Murray. He looked so cool. He was cool. And it's a movie with kids and camp. And it made a lot of sense to me. And that was Ivan Reitman's first. And then, uh, well, I mean, with Bill Murray, he also, I guess he produced Animal House maybe, which is, you know, obviously amazing. And then, I mean, this is off the top of my head. I, of course, I know he did Stripes and you know, he was, I was he, I guess he was Canadian because then he worked with all the SCTV guys. Of course, John Candy was in Stripes and Joe Flaherty and Dave Thomas. They were all in Stripes, which made me nothing but happy since I was familiar with all of them way before anybody knew who Eugene Levy was, who I believe was in a goddamn Super Bowl commercial. I couldn't be happier that everybody realizes the greatness of Eugene Levy finally when I was all over his shit in 19 fucking 79. And then, of course, uh, you know, making Ghostbusters and then a movie we talked about on Billy Joel A to Z just recently. I don't remember which episode, but he directed Legal Eagles, 
with Robert Redford and Deborah Winger and Daryl Hannah. Again, this is all off the top of my head with the Rod Stewart song, Love Touch, Legal Eagles. <laughs> and then I, I think he just stopped directing because, uh, no, no, that's right. Then he did this off the top of my goddamn head. It's funny. He did Super Ex-Girlfriend. Which I loved. I've seen like 30 times. Super ex-girlfriend Uma Thurman and the good Wilson, Luke Wilson. Not that horrible Owen Wilson who's in that uh, wedding thing with uh, Jennifer Lopez, which you'd think I'd like because it's kind of like Notting Hill. uh, And Sarah's in it too. And I remember helping her with her uh, dialogue with that. But um, I really can't stand J-Lo or, of course, Ben Affleck. So, God, I hate both of them so much, and they were at the Super Bowl yesterday, and I just want to never see them both again, which they just go away. But yeah, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, if you ever get a chance, that's a fun movie. That's about Anna Faris is in it too, uh, Rain, what's that guy's name, Rain, the guy from The Office. It's really good. It's really fun. You know, what if you were dating, you know, Wonder Woman is the uh, the premise, and Wonder Woman was insane. And if what if you broke up with Wonder Woman? What would happen? And I'd been thinking about that my whole life, and then when they made a movie about it, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see that. I don't think it did very well, but I don't know why. It's a lot of fun, but I feel like that's his last. I, I should have looked it up, but like I said, it just happened you know, five minutes before I walked out the door, and I saw it, and I just wanted to mention it because um, meatballs meant so much to me as a kid. Yeah, You remember the other day. That's right, we were playing. I went to Bloomingdale's with Sarah Silverman, and the, the music that was coming out the speaker I thought was the theme the 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 incidental music from meatballs because i'm so twisted in my head of course it wasn't nobody knows the incidental music from meatballs you have to relax and then i think we might have played the making it uh, song which i didn't want to play again because we already played it even though i really could play it every time all from meatballs meatballs and ivan reitman productions but he uh, brought a lot of joy into my life and countless other people. I mean, Ghostbusters alone. If you're remembered for that, you've done a pretty good job in this lifetime. Uh, speaking of which, uh, if you saw the Larry David Super Bowl commercial, God, that was perfect. So that was good. There were a lot of uh, really good ones. The Sopranos one and everything. That was pretty good. But anyway, I remember I said I had so much to talk to you about today, but I think I was talking so fast that I actually got it all out of my system. So, uh, yeah, I'm done. I don't have anything. Like, normally I would have news or something, but I'm like, no, I have so much to talk about today because we had three extra days. But I really, like, kind of just rushed through everything because I was talking so fast because I had this coffee, so everything is good. And I have so much stuff I got to do today, and I want to get this out to you, obviously, right away. So there's a big turnaround today. So that's uh, where we will leave you this week. Do not forget about tonight's show, the big wrap-up of you know, pretty much the show we've been doing for the past 22 weeks. Uh, but I guess we're going to continue it. And then Billy Joel A to Z, of course. And if you are in New York City next weekend, this Friday coming up, we're at this restaurant uh, on the above. I mean, I wish it was somewhere uh, more classy. I mean, it is classy, but, you know, it's upstairs of a restaurant. It's embarrassing at this point. I should be playing the garden. I should be playing the garden. And when I mean the garden, I mean Spumoni Gardens in a little Italy. Uh, but no, no. Uh, but uh, if you're there, Alon's headlining, and he's, you know, he's a really good comic, and I'll be opening for him. The food there is excellent, and et cetera, if you're in town. Otherwise, I'll tell you how that goes and everything and, and uh, just everything else that's uh, going on in the world of Just Cow in the city explaining to you more about living <laughs> more about losing your voice and more about living in a metropolitan city during a COVID plagued 
century that we are living in, and most of all, just trying to have fun in desperate times. My name is Dave Juskow, and I'll see you next week on Juskow in the City. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.